Hey everybody, welcome again to F This Movie, the official podcast of FThisMovie.com. Movie love for movie lovers. My name is Patrick Bromley and I'm super excited for this week's show. We're back to Bond. We're talking about 1977's The Spy Who Loved Me, which means I'm joined for this very special James Bond episode by... <gasps> Nobody does it better. Hey everybody. Mike Pomero. Hey. Hi, welcome back, Mike. Thank you, Patrick. How have you been? I'm good, how are you? I hit the mic already, so we got that out of the way. Adam's favorite part. Adam Thoss's favorite part of the podcast. Uh, he loves Mike hitting. Whatever. It's ASMR for him. It is. He's it like is. a mic hitting cuck. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what that is. Um, Mike, have you seen anything good lately? Uh, I have. Not a lot. Well, I've seen one new thing to me, but I could save that one. I've been rewatching a lot of stuff. All right. Uh, I've been going through Guillermo del Toro's filmography. Right, you mentioned that in a text. And um, with commentary as well. Like, I've tried to like watch the movie and then rewatch it with the commentary, and that has been a ton of fun. Because I think it's at the point now where... calls everything a fucker. <laughs> I think it's at the point now where he might might be on my Mount Rushmore. Okay, who really... else is on the Mount Rushmore? Oh, boy. You brought it up. I know, I do, and then I get mad for you to... For... <laughs> Um, who is it? Who is it? I mean, it's Scorsese. Okay. Carpenter. Okay. Tarantino. Okay. Maybe Del Toro. But then I'm like, how do I leave That's off the corn? The corn brothers. Right. Right. So now I'm okay. So now I'm off Mount Rushmore. You got, you got one spot, right? Is there five on Mount Rushmore? No, there's four. There's only four. <laughs> Shit. There's four. <laughs> Shows you what I know. So well, yeah, five. So all right. Say Scorsese, Tarantino. Carpenter, Del Toro. All right, but again, but I'm yeah, I'm gonna be aggravated with myself because I'm leaving people off. So maybe I shouldn't have said on the Mount Rushmore, but I okay. really like him. Yeah, how about we'll go with that? Okay. Um, and it has been fun. I've seen these movies before, but it's fun to watch them. It's fun to take any filmmaker's filmography in order. Yeah, to for see. sure. Um, I don't know that there's been any. Well, a little bit of a surprise. I feel like I like Mimic more than I ever have before. I still have never watched. The director's cut. So I saw Mimic the day it opened. Same as these. And I haven't seen it since. Uh, I have... Including the, the director's cut. I've never seen I, I think it's I think it's pretty good. What's neat is... So he do, does it after Kronos, his first film, which is good. But Mimic is where he actually starts, of, starts to find his style and his... Like, he starts using his ambers and blues and... Okay. Um, so it's interesting to see that, to see that jump. I also recommend, if you like it or don't like it, watch the director's cut with the commentary. Okay. Because he says, in the beginning, he says, uh, I'm paraphrasing, but he says something like, I'm, you know, I'm going to be honest in this, because it was a pretty nightmare shoot. Right. He says, I'm going to be honest, as honest as I legally can be oh. on this commentary. And it's really, it's it's fascinating, because he's very honest without ever being bitter. In fact, he he... he he talks about like what a actual, actually valuable experience it, it was, as hard as it was at the time. Um, and uh, forgive my voice, I was telling Patrick beforehand, I'm getting over a sinus infection, so if I crack more than usual, that's why. Nonsense. But but um, yeah, so yeah, he talks about what a valuable experience. It wasn't was his next movie? His next Hollywood movie was like Blade Two, wasn't it? You're correct. He uh, so you go from the nightmarish experience of making mimic to the easygoing experience of working with Wesley Snipes he, on a Blade movie. He, according to the commentary, loved working okay. with Wesley Snipes. He, okay. had a, he had a great time. He said, um, 
again, at least on the commentary, he said at that time it was the most enjoyable oh, wow. experience he'd had on a set. So he went from actually mimic to Devil's Backbone. That's what I thought. Yeah, that's why. I which, which sort of set Hollywood. Uh, which sort of set him back on course, if you will. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, and then to Blade Two. And he, Mimic was horrible because of the wine scenes. Uh, you, yes, yeah, okay. the, the, not just the wine scenes. Okay, but, um, I didn't. Yeah, know. J- yeah, just sort of that whole team. Got it. Uh, Mira Servino went to bat for him on more than one occasion. She, by the way, is like the MVP of that movie. She's terrific. She's terrific um, in everything. She is. She's great. And Every story I hear about her, I'm just like, oh man, Mira Servino yeah, rules. He, she does, and he, he's indebted to her. And um, my heart stopped for a second when you said, like, oh yeah, the whole team, Mira Servino. No, I was sorry. like, no, 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 no. no, no. Don't say she was difficult. No, she was great. Josh Brolin was great to him. I think the cast, the cast was was great to him, and they saw what he was doing. But, um, so yeah, so it's it's been fascinating to go through, and I just, you know, it's <coughs> excuse oh, me, that's okay. um, sinus infection. <coughs> I got you. I'm the worst. Um, it, it's it's again fascinating to see from Chronos to Devil's Backbone to Blade Two and Pan's Labyrinth and the Hellboy movies and, um. It's just a hell of a run, and then like it gets to Pacific. I just watched Pacific Rim with, with my daughter Mia, and I every time I've seen it a handful of times now, and I want to like it mm. so much more than I do. And I always think maybe this is the time. I have those I movies. Do. I don't know if Pacific Rim isn't one of those because I kind of I've already given up on Pacific Rim. Mm-hmm. Uh, but talk about a movie that on paper should be the best movie ever made. Oh my god, yeah, yeah. And even like I mean, I remember the. the trailer was wonderful yeah. I mean, the, the beginning there's so much about it i like there there really is there's a lot about it i like but so much so much i don't like and, <laughs> and, and much of it is uh the script level um script again especially coming off all the previous movies like the script alone i'm like i i i i am allergic to people um on film Twitter or wherever when when a filmmaker they like uh, makes a movie that maybe has poor performances or poor writing or poor whatever and they are quick to throw out well they meant for it to be oh. you know what I mean um, I know exactly what you're talking about it's super annoying to me I've done it well, and we, we, <laughs> like, which is what I was going to say I've definitely done it with Toby Hooper but I also feel like if you look at his entire filmography there's a consistency there that you can say like no I think a lot of that is intentional mm-hmm. it's not just like Charlie Hunnam is not a great actor oh sure right and there, so I was doing that kaiju <laughs> I was doing that during this movie where I'm like it's so kaiju. like maybe, maybe that's the point nope. is every like a uh, Line is the worst. I don't know, um, <laughs> but Crimson Peak is next, so I'm. Ooh, I I'm love excited. Peak. Yeah, that movie is awesome. It is. Uh, so that, yeah, so that's. And been... what call it is supposed to, uh, Hulu, HBO Max. One of them is supposed to be getting the black and white cut of Nightmare Alley. Correct. Which I saw. Saw it in the theater. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, it's. I like. I still prefer the color. Oh, okay. The color version but it it is cool he's talked about like he had no intention of putting out a black and white version what he would do is he would get the i guess he would like get the dailies and on his computer just use some little fucking filter on his computer and make a black and white because he thought it'd be you know just a neat way to watch some of the right. dailies and then right. he saw Kate blanchett and black and white was like 
Oh, wow. Like Please, she's... we've all seen the good German. <laughs> right. We know what's up. Right. Um, and she does, she does feel like she was, like, pulled from, you know, 19... What's the story with Kate Blanchett? Because she's either the prettiest okay. person I've ever seen or a fraggle. <laughs> and I can't figure Where it out. She, she's <laughs> the prettiest person ever. Where is she a fraggle? I, she... Definitely, oh like, eats those things that the doozer. You guys build, have no idea how many things Patrick has ruined for me over the years. <laughs> it's all we got if Kate Blanchett is next. This next time we see you're going to be trying to jerk off to Kate Blanchett. You're going to be like, do, 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 do. Uh, joke's do, on you. I already do, jerked do. off <laughs> <laughs> Only the doozers. Only the doozers. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, that's been a lot of fun. And then, uh, what else? I... Have you ever seen Breaking Away? Have we seen that yet? Mm, which one is that? I feel like I have. That's uh, yeah, the bike riding. Yeah, 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 riding. I have, yeah. I have. I have. Um, yeah, I've probably talked about it. In my I confuse times on this it it's with. One of my... I confuse that and American Flyers and Fandango <laughs> okay. and one other movie. All are the same. They're like all movies that Brian Sauer likes. I, and right, I think of Brian <laughs> Sauer. All mashed up in my head. Right, but I rewatched. Like I was. Uh, not feeling well the other day, so I wanted a movie, and that's just that's like one of those warm blanket movies for me. Okay. And like, I, yeah, I want to ask you because I feel like when we talked about it before, you had not maybe not seen it yet. That's a more recent viewing for you, right? I believe so. And I remember very little about it to oh, be honest. Okay. I remember like the Dennis Christopher stuff, yeah, and not much else. He's like doing an accent, yeah, it's, yeah, it's okay, a, all right, all right, no, it's yeah, it's uh, you know, Chris Farley showing this, but <laughs> yeah, I just love that movie, okay. Um, and then I saw Doctor Strange. Yeah, I mean, let's get to it. Let's yeah, let's do it. We could do a whole show on Doctor Strange. What did you think of Doctor? What Strange? did you think of Doctor yeah, Strange? I really it's you your turn. First. I I'm, I really like Doctor Strange. Okay. Um, I I like a lot of people. I think I was really hoping. Uh, Sam, we would see Sam Raimi's fingerprints. Sam Raimi means, like a lot of people listening to this, Sam Raimi means quite a bit to me. And I was, was very excited for for a new Sam Raimi movie, not so much a new Marvel movie. And I don't want to shit on Marvel movies or superhero movies. Like they're they're fine. I'm just I'm a little burnt out. If you are in my house, you would understand why. Because my <laughs> wife Chrissy is not burnt out they're on all the time no kidding um yeah because they air all the time okay. so she puts them on all the time unless but we have a pretty my oldest evelyn has uh the last spider-man movie broke her she is very upset because she loves the spider-man movies not even aunt may it's it's that peter can't remember uh got it uh spoilers for the last yeah, spider-man right. movie um luckily there's no one who hasn't seen him yeah right true uh just breaks her heart to the point where my christy had on civil war the other day and we're all in the room and spider-man pops up and my my littlest just to poke the bear um because he was in the room my littlest mia went up to the tv and pointed at spider-man was like who who is who is that oh it was so funny this Evie did not <laughs> see the humor Evie's in it. getting fucked with by a nine-year-old. Right. Um, so, so yeah, but w- what I was excited about was uh, I wanted a new Sam Raimi movie, and I felt, especially the last act, felt very much like a Sam Raimi movie okay. to me. Okay. 
So this was the first Marvel movie since probably Endgame that I walked out with a big smile on my face. I felt like I got, for the most part, what I wanted. Now, this is not to say I think it is from start to finish a great movie or from start to finish a Sam Raimi movie. I think it's kind of a mess, honestly, especially in the middle. But I thought the last act especially was hit all the right buttons for me. Okay. was a lot of fun. Elizabeth Olsen rules. Um, and I had a good time. I, I feel you do not agree. I did not have a great time. Okay. I liked the Sam Raimi-ness of it, but didn't wasn't crazy about the movie overall. I thought it was like a pretty well-directed Sam Raimi movie with kind of a dog shit script. Okay. Uh, I, I wanted to like it way more than I did. I'm not fully on board with... Ma- I don't want to spoil anything. I mean, the... I'm not fully on board with the villain of the movie, the choice to make that character the villain of the movie. I don't think it's handled very well. I mean, in the span of a single scene, it's literally like, hey, I'm here for help. You never told me your name. (laughs) I'm the villain. And it's like, oh, we didn't want to play that out any longer. And somebody will tell me like, no, we wanted to get, he's subverting. He's subverting. There's more shit in this movie that I could complain about. That like, let's introduce all these famous beloved characters and then do stuff to them. And it's like, no, we're subverting. It's like I've seen that done a million times. There's nothing subversive about that anymore. Um, yeah, I wanted to like it. I liked the Sam Raimi ness of it. I liked the reanimated corpses yeah. and the and some of the crazy direction and you know, uh, but even the God, I, everything I say is like a spoiler, so I don't, I don't want to spoil anything. I feel like we should probably talk about it off mic, but like, yeah, that's fine. It introduces something in the last moments, and then in a post-credit scene, is like, remember that? Who cares? I totally agree with that. The marvelness of it just yeah. sucks. I agree with that, but I there's, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm just, a, I, I will admit, maybe I'm just a mark for it. Like it just. Um, you know, my critical faculties just went out the window and I, yeah. you know what I mean? He was just, I, like even, I don't know. I, there's like, yeah, I don't want to spoil anything, but there, there's like the introduction of a character towards the end that I was so, so excited by and just kept thinking, I can't wait till Marvel Legends puts out a, like an action figure of this and where is it going to go on my shelf like it was again just like that okay. it hit hit the nerd in me um pretty hard again not my favorite marvel movie but probably my favorite since endgame. since endgame okay. yeah and, and what's been that, out since endgame no so, way home. so I, had to, I had to think about this no way home eternals mm-hmm. the shang chi shang chi and uh black widow black right? widow yeah that's not a super high bar to clear no, no. <laughs> not to Shit on your uh, statistic and there, I, and but... I like I like the last Spider Man, but for, for the most part, but I like it less the longer I'm away from it. Yeah, that could be. I don't think about it honestly. That's every Marvel movie. Yeah, well, true. I have a reasonable amount of time, a reasonable amount of fun watching it, and then I mean, except for some of these last ones that we mentioned. Um, but then I don't think about them ever. I have no desire to revisit them. They kind of get worse in my memory. Even Civil War, which I think I liked the weekend I saw it, and I was like, no, it's good, and here's why. And now I think about it, and I'm like, what? they're just fighting in an empty airport? What is this? <laughs> right. The, the 
I know I've talked about this before on a podcast, but one of the one of the ways I know that the super a superhero movie works for me is if I immediately want to read a okay. comic book base, and I and that that was absolutely wanted to read Doctor Strange, and I think that's also one of the reasons why I. I like this movie, and even the other Doctor Strange, it, it is strange, because I didn't love that, I didn't love the original Doctor Strange, but I thought about it more than I did other ones. Okay. And I wonder if that's because I don't know a whole lot about Doctor Strange. I definitely don't. And that um, was kind of exciting to me, not, not that I'm an expert on the other ones, but I know a hell of a lot more about Captain America and Thor and Spidey, and um, so, so part of the thing that appealed to me about Doctor Strange and... And that world is, it's just, it's totally new to me. Like, I, you know, uh, that's a spoiler, but... <laughs> everything is. Yeah, it is. Um, because but, the way it's marketed, it's like, we, we tell you nothing, and so everything mm-hmm. is considered a spoiler right. now, you know? But I, I liked it. Good. Was there anything about the character of Doctor Strange in the movie that made you want to read the comics? Because to me, it's like... There's not the, no. the whole character arc is like people ask him if he's happy. I, I, th- I think it's, it's like someone's first fucking screenplay. <laughs> I think it's just the world, okay, that that he inhabits is is different than I was not a like growing up. Not just growing up, I still read comics every once in a while, but like I tend to favor the Spider-Man, Batman, super. Like I'm, I'm not. I wasn't into the. The like supernatural the stuff, like Doctor Strange, yeah, yeah, you're right. The mystical side, or even like the, uh, even like space stuff, like Silver Surfer. No, the cosmic stuff. Cosmic. Thing. Yeah, no, I was never. I was more of a street level guy. Right, always. exactly. So I feel like seeing that stuff now on the big screen interests me because I'm just it's totally fresh to me. So I think that might be some of it with Doctor Strange because okay. you're right. There's not much about the character that is particularly interesting. Not, and I mean, not in the movie. I just feel like most of us are coming away from it feeling like Sam Raimi is the star. Yeah. I mean, totally. Benedict Cumberbatch, gives a fine performance, but like... He's fine. He's fine, but there's not anything about the performance or the character that makes me want to see more Doctor Strange movies. It just made me want to watch more Sam Raimi movies. Yes. Which is not a bad thing. No, not at all, but... It's weird when they're just going to keep going with somebody else. And, you know, unless they bring yeah. Sam Raimi back for another one. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I felt like some of the... I, I felt a little shortchanged on the multiverse stuff. Again, I can't get into why without spoilers. But there's, like, one sequence out of Looney Tunes back in action that was <laughs> cool. And then the rest of it is just like, and here's the one we're sticking with. <laughs> it's a big, empty warehouse. And then we're going to go to one more. It's an airport. And it's right, right. It's not a. It's a an empty street, basically. Yeah, right. You know, and it's like, oh, cool. These are <laughs> so fucking imaginative. Thanks, Marvel. And I'm not anti-Marvel. I don't want to be the guy who's like shitting on Marvel. No, movies. I, know. I, I I get excited for all of them. I like you. I'm feeling a little bit fatigued. My son is very excited for them, so that re-energizes me a little bit. Oh, that helps me a lot. Yeah, like I saw uh, in the theater when with. Christy and the girls to see Black Widow, and had I saw, had I seen that alone, I think I would have had a much different reaction. The three of them loved it. Oh well, that's had, great. Like, quite a reaction, and it's, yeah, it's yeah, it's very, it it it's fun that they, and by the I mean Christy is way, <laughs> way into these movies. She's like way into them. It's does she have a favorite? If you asked me, with uh, yeah. a gun to my head, what's my favorite Marvel movie? I could not answer you. Um, hers is Thor Ragnarok. Okay, 
is she super excited for Love and Thunder? Yes. I still am too. That's the thing. It's mm-hmm. like I get burned on these movies and then they show the trailer for the next one and I'm like, I'll be there opening yep. day. Exactly. That one at least looks fun. I mean, Multiverse of Madness was fun at times. Yeah. I can't accuse it of not being fun. It is. Yeah. Uh, that's her favorite. What's your favorite? My Guardians favorite. I of the Galaxy feel like two. I should save this for an upcoming podcast. Oh, that's right. You do. <laughs> that's but, right. No, but, you could save it. But the Guardians of the Galaxy movies are... Those are good. Yeah. I like those. They're good, and they're the ones that when Christy puts them on, <laughs> uh, I will stop and watch. And uh, They're the ones that, like, after seeing them, I want to look forward to returning to them. Because, again, like we yes. talked about, I don't... That is not often the, the case. Where, okay, I'm, where, right. I'm, where I'm looking for Because, like you just said, I will go to these movies and usually have a good time, and then they're just gone. Like, I don't... Yeah, it just feels so much like... Um keeping the IP going. I mean, even Multiverse of Madness, like, doesn't make me excited for the next Doctor Strange adventure, unless you tell me Sam Raimi's directing it, because, again, there's nothing about the character, or even the world, to be honest, that made me, like, excited to return to it. Um, Whereas, like, Guardians of the Galaxy, I like hanging out with that group of people, so I will continue to go see those movies, even though they're only making one more. And this is not... um, This is very... Small thing, but I was sort of marvel- <laughs> marveling at <laughs> the costume. I think the costume is awesome, and it like it, it dawned on me how I think difficult it would like when you when I don't know when you look at at Doctor Strange on the comic book page, like how difficult that would be to translate into. Sure. A move costume. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So for what it's worth, I, I like his costume, guys. I will say one thing and that is you and I as readers of comics from a long time ago like are used to certain things I, I, I reread the opening line of my original Doctor Strange review because I had to link to it in Rob's review of Multiverse of Madness and I said something along the lines of like Marvel continues to move the bar for mainstream nerdiness and the fact that like from between Doctor Strange to Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, what mainstream audiences are willing to accept and, like, pay for on screen is fucking bananas. It is. In terms of, like... Right, because Doctor Strange had, like, 15 minutes at the end, maybe, that was, like, kind of kooky. And now we're just traveling through universes (laughs) and, like, crazy shit going on. Like, they keep moving the bar, like, slowly, and so people don't notice... (laughs) Right. Because you think back to, like, Iron Man, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, how we got from Iron Man to Multiverse of Madness is bananas. It and, is bananas. And to their credit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely to their credit. No, it's, yeah, it's it's amazing. Like we've said a million times before on all these podcasts, like, you know, young Mike, I'm sure young Patrick. Right. Young Adam Doss, young a bunch of us. Like, if you told I can't us, wait like, till they make a Green Lantern movie. <laughs> I wonder who's going to play him. <laughs> Adam wanted a Kyle Rayner. I wonder if it's that guy from Two Guys, a Girl, in a Pizza Place. It's <laughs> a good Adam impression. Thanks. <coughs> also my Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, it sure is. And my mummy kid. It's the only kid voice that I do. Oh, but it's so good. <laughs> I don't know where it originates from. <laughs> but it's as if you hung out with us when we were yeah, kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spot on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We were trying to find, like, I was, was thinking about it the other day that Adam and I were at, at 
at cons were like buying the Roger Corman Fantastic Four. And right. Just I'm just desperate for any. Right. You know, trying to find. We, I don't think we ever saw it. Like, there's a Man Thing movie. There is. It like went straight to sci-fi. Right. And I never saw it either. Yeah, we didn't. But. Yeah, but yeah, now, like, now, the, like that Dolph can't... Lundgren Punisher existing was like oh my god, I know the holy grail because you're just like they made a movie out of a comic book exactly. Now Disney Plus puts out a new Marvel series, and I'm like <laughs> Jesus Christ, I haven't. I'm so far. I haven't watched one since Falcon and Winter Soldier. I didn't watch Loki. I didn't watch Hawkeye. I didn't watch Moon Knight. We didn't watch What If. We didn't watch What If, which um, apparently you needed to for parts of uh, Multiverse of Madness. I know. Um, I did want to watch one of them. We did not watch. We watched an episode of Hawkeye, and it's it's, it's fine. Like all these things, it's fine. Right. We just got easily distracted. Then Christy, uh, like last week, was like, "I really want to see Moon Knight," and my uh, obsessive compulsive personality took over. And I'm like, but, 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 but we have to watch. But we, I was outruled, so we watched. We just finished Moon Knight okay. last night, and. That's yeah. fine. I, I didn't love it. I love Oscar Isaac. Um, the fact that there's a Moon Knight TV show. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's wild. Who fucking remembers Moon Knight? I know. It's wild. My brother used to read Moon Knight. Like, I read Moon Knight, yeah, but I didn't think Moon Knight would ever be brought to the screen. I know. I remember that, like, we go back to our Thor podcast from whatever year that was, 2011 or something, and, like... Yeah. So skeptical about how are they going to make a Thor movie? Are people going to accept a Thor movie? And now they're on Thor 4 yeah. and he's the most beloved character in the MCU. Exactly. I know nothing. You and me both. <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's wild out there. Yes. But I like Doctor Strange. All right, good. So it I liked it less. Okay. Um, I don't have much to talk about. We can just move into Spy Who Loves Me. We spent a long time sure? on Doctor Strange. Yeah, because most of what I watch has been rewatches or Jerry Lewis movies yeah. or I rewatched A Simple Plan because I've been listening to Blank Check. Okay, same here. We, could, we don't have to buy Simple Plan rules. The Simple Plan is great. Yeah. And then I watched, uh, again, to keep up with Blank Check, um, For Love of the Game. That was the first time. That was my one Sam Raimi blind spot. And it's not great. It's and not on great. paper, Sam Raimi is like kind of closer, and it's baseball. No, not at all. Yeah, that's the problem. Um, uh, yeah, I just watched just watched that one last week. So the gift is next, right? Uh, yeah. So I look forward to that. Yeah, and then we're into Spider-Man yeah, territory. We're into Spider-Man, right? exactly. Yeah. Um, I could fumble over breaking away again if you want. <laughs> I showed a class, El Mariachi. Oh, okay. Which made me want to rewatch Desperado. It's one of my favorite. Movies. Desperado? Is? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, that movie's awesome. It's the best. I showed them the opening of Desperado just to be like, see how different this is from mm-hmm. what I just showed you? This yeah. is because he had $7 million and a movie star. Right. Um, I think of you because you said, I watched rewatched Desperado not that long ago, and how you said you Desperado's watching two people become movie stars over 90 minutes. Yeah. And it's so true. Like, Yeah. They're, oh, boy, those two. They're so good. They're so good. That movie's so fun. I have this like semi-recurring joke on Twitter where I post a picture of two people and I'll say like two people have never been better looking, mm-hmm. and almost without fail, somebody will respond with a picture of Antonio Banderas and someone I mean, from Desperado. Right. I'm like, eh, you got a point. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to argue, but it is hard to argue that. Yeah, one. jeez, I didn't know she came from like very very rich parents. 
Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, let's talk about The Spy Who Loved Me. We haven't done one of these Bond shows since No Time to Die. We have not. Have you rewatched No Time to Die? Uh, I have. Um, I have I've, not. Oh, I have. And in fact, I liked it better, even better, I think, the second time around. Okay. I'm a big fan of that movie. Yeah. Um, and I didn't, you, you asked me to record this, or you asked if I wanted to do this not yeah. that long ago. Yeah. So I didn't, every time we do these, I always say, like, I want to re because inevitably you're going to say, you know, right, okay, what's your... What's I don't talk that? like that. That's what I'm <laughs> I talk like this. Well, I'm super excited for this one. Um, you, you always want me to, like, rank these movies. Yeah. And I'm like, so yeah. I told myself the last time I did one of these, okay. like, okay, if we do a Roger Moore, I'm watching all the fucking Roger Moores. Nice. So I'm going to give a ranking. Yes. I didn't do that. No. I watched this one. You had to listen um, to Del Toro commentary. Yeah, right, exactly. So I'm, so I'm, I'm bummed that, so I'm apologizing... To everybody. I won't included. ask you to rank this in the Roger Moore. Um, thank you. But uh, Rank it amongst the Timothy Dalton. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> but I will say that The Spy Who Loved Me yeah. is, I think, although I'm sure I've named a different one on a different podcast sure. that's it's me, I feel like this is my favorite Roger Moore. Okay. Bond. I do have like very warm memories. I have this memory of being a kid, being... Homesick, watching this movie, and I had a James Bond Jr. toy, and like playing, yeah, yeah, playing JBJ, playing me a chocolate milkshake and not stirring. Don't make me laugh. (laughs) (laughs) I can't laugh. Um, so yeah, what does octopusy mean? (laughs) Please, I don't get it. So I have, I can picture the octo war memories. It means eight. I have warm memories of watching this movie, like playing with that James Bond Jr. toy, being home from school, and just it being like a great day. Because I'm assuming I was like quote unquote sick, like right, that. right, right. Um. So yeah, so this like this movie like it holds a, I don't want to say a special place in my heart, but a warm place in my heart. I really like it. Um, and I will start by saying that. Okay. What do you think of the Spider-Man? Well, <laughs> before I watched it today, I thought it was my favorite Roger Moore Bond. <laughs> That's the thing. Its reputation is for being the best Roger Moore Bond because it's more quote-unquote grounded than a lot of his other sillier James Bond efforts. And I'm watching it today, and I'm like, this thing's fucking silly start to finish. It It is, but I do somehow feel like it is... It's yes, it's more grounded more than grounded. fucking Moonraker. Sure, right, right, right. It's like this and For Your Eyes Only are like the two that are probably the most, the yeah, closest like to like a Connery Bond. Mm-hmm. Um, it, listen, it might still be my favorite Roger Moore Bond, but to be honest, I was watching it today, wishing I was watching almost any other Roger Moore Bond. Oh, that's interesting. Why? Why do you think that is? I don't know. It keeps happening when we do these fucking Bond shows. I get so excited to talk about them. And I'm like, I love Bond, yeah. And then I watch it, and I'm like, oh, man, this isn't that great. <laughs> and then I come on the podcast, and I'm like, I didn't love this. And people have to be wondering, like, why do you claim to love James <laughs> Bond when every time you watch one of these movies, you're like, ah, it's really fucking slow. It really drags. I, right. I do think I have a harder time with the Roger Moore ones because he's he's not my Bond. No. Um, hashtag not my Bond. Hashtag not my Bond. He, 
And it, it sucks because like every story about him, like the Roger Moore, yeah, is like he sounds like the nicest, sure, like greatest guy, and just on screen he's such a fifty-year-old like, creep, yeah. right? Um, now you fucking. I'm watching this, and in the opening scene, they're like, uh, pull out, pull out, and it cuts to Bond in bed, and I'm like, did fucking Tom Mankiewicz have something to do with this? <laughs> and I look in the opening credits, and he doesn't, and uh-huh. I'm like, that's so weird. They're channeling the spirit of Tom Mankiewicz, and so then I go to the Wikipedia page, and it's like, Tom Mankiewicz did an uncredited rewrite. Like, well, there you go. <laughs> exactly. There's your pull out joke. Um, I don't get it. But I, th- yeah, I think... Why is that contrasted with a man lying with a woman? <laughs> Oh, also, what are they doing? I think I actually like took. I think I actually wrote down like Ooh, good. that. Oh god, where is it? Like that transition goes from yeah, tell him to pull out immediately. Yeah. Cuts to Bond who says, "Let me try to enlarge your vocabulary." He says six Which or seven like, things in this movie that well, make like, no right? fucking sense. Like, they're supposed to be double entendres, right. and they make no fucking sense. I wish I would have written them that, down. That is one of them. Let me pull up the IMDb quotes so that I can maybe uh, speak to some of these, because I remember a few of them being like, I don't understand what he's... You don't get, let me try to enlarge your vocabulary. Well, there's one where, like, he goes up to a woman... Oh, shit. Shit. It's a woman who has two lines in the movie. She's the one who gets shot. Yeah, okay. Trying to save his life because she's fallen in love with him <laughs> from the moment she laid eyes on Honestly. him. And she says something like, would you like me to something something? He's like, I think you already did. And I'm like, does that mean he came already? <laughs> <laughs> does Bond have... Does Bond has never been more <laughs> Does Bond have a hair trigger that I didn't know about? Is that why all the women are always going, oh, James, because they're just disappointed? <laughs> <laughs> they're just, they're not, it's not as satisfied oh james it's like oh god oh, damn it james damn. again you shot all over my thigh damn it oh god shot what <laughs> i don't uh, james bond jr doesn't understand here's this gun holster <laughs> what, what? well you look that up let me yeah, yeah, yeah. let me name some things i like Okay, I took, good. I did take notes. Bar I like, I like seeing Commander Bond. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm stretching, I'm sure. Reach, <laughs> reaching. I like seeing Commander Bond. I like seeing Bond leading troops. These are things like I don't think we've seen previously. I like that they mentioned Tracy, his old wife. Sure. Some, um, some semblance of continuity. I like the Cairo setting. Um, but when they play like the Lawrence of Arabia themed, well, you that's just a bit much. Flip your TV. That's a, that's a bit much. Just, like, stop. I don't need meta jokes in a Bond movie. <laughs> I don't need. Much. Don't remind me of other movies that I would rather <laughs> be watching right now. It's a bit much. All right, I agree. Um, I'm a sucker for Jaws. I like Jaws because Jaws. It's a, this combination. I like him because he's this combination of being just a goofy. You know, he's just a goofy, slow James Bond, silent villain, but also like a real threat. Like he, you know, chews people's necks. Something, and, yeah, he chews. Right. It's um, not always clear what he's chewing. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, I, I like. Yeah, as much as I like Richard, is it Keel? Kyle? It is Keel. Keel. Okay, as much as I like Richard Keel, and I think 
I learned from you, he's a very nice person, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. R.I.P. Richard Keel, yeah. Um, He's so... um, His size is so almost debilitating to his ability to move. Yes. and That sometimes he doesn't pose a physical threat because he's just not... He lacks the grace of somebody who is physically threatening. I agree, but I also felt like at times the movie did a nice job of masking that, if that makes sense. Sure. I, yes. I, okay. I, for, for the most part, I agree. But but I, I do think they did a nice job of masking it. There were enough moments where... Um, yeah, it felt like I, I liked seeing you know Bond get his ass kicked a little bit. And, sure, especially when it's Roger Moore. Yeah, especially when it's Roger Moore. <laughs> Again, Roger Moore. It's supposed to be very nice. Man. Very nice person. Uh, not my Bond. Hashtag not my Bond. No. Um, the the girl said it's a hotel receptionist. She says I okay. I have a message for you. I think you just delivered it. <laughs> and I don't know what that. I don't understand what he means. What does he mean? <laughs> Unless he's saying, I just shot in my pants. Which he might be. I For sure that's right. what he's saying. Uh, what the hell, Bond? Do you think Q supplies him with like waterproof pants? Like You just haven't seen that scene yet. <laughs> We've been through several iterations because they never work as well as they're supposed to. <laughs> Q, I seem to have soiled myself. Oh, James. <laughs> Another old James. <laughs> it's always in reference <laughs> to him jizzing in his pants. <laughs> You'll never watch a Bond movie the same way again nope. every time you hear Oh, James. I like Barbara Bach. She's an excellent Bond girl. Yes. I love the reveal in the beginning where you think the guy she's in bed with. Yes, is the agent. Yeah, that's great. But the fact that she's Agent Triple X just made yeah, me I wish know. they had reshot this movie with Vin Diesel as Barbara Bach. <laughs> right. So that he could say all of her lines. If Barbara Bach were in the new uh, Fast and Furious, Justin Lin still might be. Correct. He might still be, yeah. Don't worry, though. Uh, Louis Leterrier's yeah. got this. <laughs> Wait, we didn't even talk about the Avatar trailer. Oh, I was going to ask you that. Did yes. you see it before Doctor Strange? Yeah, No, no. I wanted I wanted to wait. They didn't show it before Oh, no, Doctor no. Strange? I'm sorry. Yes, I saw it. Because my theater didn't show <gasps> it. It was like seventy five percent of the reason I wanted to go see Doctor Strange. Oh, and I thought you meant did I see it before I went to go see? Doctor no, there was Strange. no way to see it. Right, before right, right. Yeah, Which so I, I didn't see it until today when it dropped online. <coughs> oh my god! And I've watched it four times. Yeah, <laughs> it shows me nothing, but Which I don't care. Which is what I love. Honestly, yeah. I was kind of happy about that. And again, I saw a lot of reactions on Twitter that were like, "Looks like more Avatar," and I'm like, "Yeah, yes, please, <laughs> yes, you're right, <laughs> correct." Oh, that's awful for you, because it was, it was literally the last trailer. And there were so many trailers, of course. And I started to think, like, oh my god, am I not going to get the Avatar trailer? Because I, I always want to get there for the trailers, but I particularly was like, yes. yeah, let's go! <laughs> I want to see the trailer! Um, stop picking on your sister! That's my name. Um, so, but yeah, it was like literally the last trailer, and was very excited to see it. Yeah. Yeah, and our our mutual friend Nancy texted me and said, "What did Patrick think of the Avatar trailer?" I said, "I will ask him on the damn podcast." Well, I totally forgot. Is. Here it is. Here it up. is. No, we were going to go. It's a whole. It's a whole thing. We had tickets to a five o'clock show in IMAX, so I knew I was going to see it. The day comes to go see it. Those tickets were for the day before. 
Oh. So then the IMAX showing coming up is only in 3D. And as much as I want to see the Avatar trailer in 3D, I don't want to see Doctor Strange in 3D. So we cancel that, and we have to go to a different theater that only shows three trailers before the movie. Oh, wow. One, it's the Elk Grove Theater, and it's like, oh. they show the trailer for Lightyear. Yeah, Get the fuck out of here with Lightyear. <laughs> Get the fuck out. And I don't remember the other two. I just remember they were not Avatar, and my heart sank. And I'm like, now i got to sit through two hours and 12 minutes of Doctor Strange when I was only here for the fucking Avatar trailer. <laughs> that would have been, been like... Uh, going to see the Phantom Menace trailer. Yes, exactly. The Phantom Menace trailer. Exactly. You saw Meet Joe Black for that, right? On purpose. Um, no. Oh, right. No. So, I was with a friend who worked at the movie theater at the time. We actually went to see I Still Know What You Did last summer and just snuck into the trailers for Meet Joe Black. Ah, okay. And then went and saw I Still Know What You Did last summer. But I did go back and see Meet Joe Black, unironically. And love it. <laughs> we saw Waterboy. So we saw the trailer before Waterboy, and then stayed in our seats after the movie, and they replayed it. Oh, it was amazing. got to see it twice. Oh, it was such a great night. Yeah. It seriously was so cool. Um, <laughs> we just talked about that trailer. Before. I um, mean... But, oh, wait, I was going to say something after... Oh, why are you angry about Lightyear? Because I seem angry. Because I just don't care. I no, just, that's uh, Yeah, I'm just like... <laughs> just that reaction was... Because they show me that trailer and not the Avatar I trailer. I mean, fine. I don't. I have. There's zero part of me that wants to see Lightyear. I, I'm with you. I just at all. I didn't know. I'd that rather it just be a solo Buzz Lightyear adventure, not based <laughs> on the guy. And also, well, whatever. That's right. I didn't mean to steer back it's, to Lightyear. The, just... the theory is that it's based on the guy that the toy is based on, right? Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, yeah. that's what I thought too. But he's like fighting alien robots and shit. So what? Yeah, yeah. Doesn't that completely change Earth reality <laughs> in the <laughs> Toy Story universe? <laughs> that's true. I didn't think that. Uh, didn't think that through. Uh, whatever. I mean, maybe there will be some explanation for it. Honestly, it'll be like this is in the future. I can't wait to do our podcast. On it. <laughs> I just don't. We are committed now. Pixar is frustrating me because they just keep going back to certain wells that I don't need them to go back to. That's all. Mm-hmm. But whatever. I hear you. It wasn't Avatar. That was the reason that I was mad. Okay. Well, I'm very fair. mad for you. Also, they showed the Jurassic World Dominion trailer, yeah, which too. goes way too heavy on the Chris Pratt. It's like, you have Laura Dern in this movie yeah. and Bryce Dallas Howard in this movie, right. and you're going to show me <laughs> lots of Chris Pratt? Get the fuck out. Agreed. Thanks. Yep, sure. Back to the spy who loved me. Yeah. Um, So, yes, I wish that Vin Diesel was playing Agent Triple X. Nobody does it better. Where does does that rank? Love Nobody Does It Better. Love it. Top three, maybe, Bond themes? Okay. I I don't know that it's not for me either. I love even the opening title sequence. I love the cold open. Yeah. Okay, so... This this movie is sort of what got me back into Bond big time because I was taking a graduate class at Northern and it was like a film and literature class and the professor had written books about James Bond and in one class showed us the cold open to The Spy Who Loved Me, which I think I had never seen at that point. And I was like, I fell in love with the combination of cool practical stunts done by second unit and shitty rear projection <laughs> yeah. done with Roger Moore. Yeah, I was like, yeah. this is the best of both worlds. <laughs> I love this. Um, and it ends with that parachuting down 
and the flag on the parachute so into they, Nobody Does It Better. Yeah. And I was like, that night, I bet I went home and started ordering those, back when they had those DVD boxes. Yeah. Um, the James Bond collections. Um, Which you let me borrow, right? It was those when I got way back into it. Okay. I mean, like, you let me borrow. That's very possible. Yeah. Um, so this movie is responsible for that, but I do feel like it's a little bit downhill after that opening. Yeah, all right. <laughs> it has one of my favorite cold opens, one of my favorite theme songs, mm-hmm. and then big sections of it are, like, kind of a slog, I think. Yeah, which I feel like is par for the course with with this run a little bit. Okay. Um, the Roger Moore ones feel a little bit more like a slog to me. Maybe. I'm trying to remember, like, what our thoughts were on Moonraker, because I literally was watching this being like, would I rather be watching Moonraker right now? But Moonraker is, like, in my head it seems fun, but when you watch it, it's a drag, right? Yeah, that's what I think, yeah. Okay. I agree. Do do you think... Well, I mean, I think the answer is obvious. That (laughs) that we have the character Jaws, because this is two years removed from... Uh, Yes, of course. Jaws and... Which I well, he's yeah, based think, on a character from the book, with a different name. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, something monster. I don't remember. He's based on something from Ian Fleming's books. This is not. I mean, this uses the title of a Fleming novel, but it's not. Nothing in the movie comes from the novel "The Spy Who Left Me." They were like not legally allowed to do it because Ian Fleming was like, "No, no fucking way." Um, but there was a character, I can find it as we're talking, but uh, there was a character, some, I want to say it's something monster that is based on a character from the books. Okay. But his name wasn't Jaws. No, sure never. Which makes me uniquely unqualified to be talking about these James Bond movies. You and I both. And yet, here we, we continue to do it time <laughs> and again, and people are like, I know so much more about Bond than you two idiots. Yeah, yeah. that's right. But do you have I, microphones? It, <laughs> I own Casino Royale, the book. That counts. I just haven't read it yet. Okay. Guys, I'm reading Fire and Blood. It's not going to read itself. Well, tell me, I'm sure this is like a George R. R. Martin thing. It is. Okay. It's, you know, with the uh, awesome dragon coming up, I want to brush up on my <laughs> and, uh, history, guys. Hashtag your grace. Hashtag your grace. Um, I was trying to find who did the the name of the Jaws, but I fucking don't know. Um, the score by Marvin Hamlish, since we're talking about Nobody Does It Better, um, is very disco heavy. Yeah, and sure I is. don't love it. No, I don't either. But maybe in 1977 I would have, but... Yeah, I, I get it. It's a product of its time, and I guess I need to be looking at a lot of these Bond movies that way, but for some reason, when I watch them, I want them to be a little more timeless than they are. Oh, yeah. I or to be that. so much a product of their time, like You Only Live Twice, with just like the volcano fort and all the racism. Do you, th- <laughs> Do you think... I <laughs> yeah, no, you you just... Uh, named a Connery one, but do you think the more ones are more of their time? Like, in my head, they are, but I don't know if that's accurate. Well, the Connery ones are of their time, but that's because that's what we associate I with Bond. So. We're yeah. just, like, swaying 60s, and 70s was just such a tacky time, and Roger Moore is such a tacky Bond I mean, for, maybe that's for a it. tacky era. 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 Um. Era, I think you just delivered it. 
Hera, I just delivered something in my pants. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I don't understand that line. I will never understand that line. Uh. <laughs> um, the villain is boring. The villain is. Thank goodness for Jaws, yes. because at least it's something. Because, yeah, the main bad guy, who originally was supposed to be, I guess, Blofeld, and then they had to change it again because Fleming was like, uh, no. <laughs> oh, no, it wasn't Fleming that time. It was uh, the guy who was, like, suing them, who owned... Oh, the whole... The, 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 the Thunderball? Yes, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yes. So that, I think, prevented them from using Blofeld. Luckily, he came back as Christoph Waltz. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Phew! We got Blofeld back, baby! <laughs> not your fault, Christoph. So, <laughs> hashtag not all Blofelds. <laughs> um, yeah, the villain is so boring. His plan is boring. Submarines are boring. Sorry, Adam yeah, Zaz. <laughs> I'm not. Hey. A, <laughs> I'm not a submarine guy. Um, First Green Lantern like this. <laughs> he doesn't listen to the show. It's fine. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> No, he says he likes the Bond ones. Oh, all right, good. He says that. <laughs> he says it's easy to be like, yeah, I listen to those. You guys don't know what you're talking about, right? And we just assume he listened. Yeah. No, you're gonna. <laughs> Maybe he's going to listen, though, for to hear our reactions to the Avatar trailer. That's true. Because, again, I gave him shit for going to see Avatar again and again. Oh, my God. It was <laughs> the best. I'm sure we've talked about it in this podcast, but when you came out to me, as an Avatar fan. Yes. One of my top five favorite moments <laughs> in our friendship. <laughs> I'm so excited. It's coming back out in September. In theater? Yeah. The first one? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I don't know if it's going to be like IMAX 3D, but they are re-releasing oh, it. Oh, that's super exciting. Yeah, it is. Um, I've said this before that we went to Disney World. This, this People are going to kill me for this. We went to Galaxy's Edge, which was super cool. Then we went to Pandora, mm-hmm. and I was like, give me Pandora yes, all day, baby. I love it. It's so fun. I love it. That ride is like the best ride in any of the parks. That ride is awesome. The, we're talking about the river journey, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I like the river journey, too. I like the river journey, too, but, what but no, come, yeah, on, the, come on now. What uh, 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 first uh, Navi flight, first flight, flight of the Banshee. Yeah, some flight. First flight, flight. Uh... <laughs> Flight of the Navi. God, somewhere Christy's killing me. Christy's joining the James Bond fans who've been yelling. Flight of Passage. Flight of Passage. I looked it up. Don't you worry. <coughs> um, Flight of Passage. Super fun. Yeah. Can I ask you a question about Flight of Passage? Yeah, please. You know when you're waiting for the ride and the guy's there and he's instructing you, like, here's what you have to do mm-hmm. in the Navi or blah, 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 and you're going to get in a suit and it's going to combine with the Navi. And, the, and at one point he goes like, oh. Wait just a second. And he goes off camera for a second. And you think, this is going to be the part where they go like, something's wrong. You have yeah. to get in your suits right. now. Right. But he doesn't. He just comes back and he finishes the explanation. <laughs> I don't remember that. What That's the amazing. fuck is that? I don't know. <laughs> it confuses me almost as much as I think he just delivered it. Oh, that is so great. When the guy leaves off camera, does he come in his pants? <laughs> <laughs> is that his flight oh, of passage? <laughs> he made the bond. <laughs> I don't know. Make the, speaking of Bond, <coughs> the spy who loved me yep. is not Avatar. And let's just talk about Avatar for the rest of this podcast. Um, how many more Roger Moores do we have to get through? We're not done talking about this because we're only Patrick, at I didn't minutes. remember we did 
We're only at 51 minutes? Yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I didn't remember we did. By the way, 30 of those were Doctor Strange. <laughs> and at least 12 of Avatar and Phantom Menace. Um, I didn't remember we did Moonraker until you just said that. We did do Moonraker. I, I have memory issues, to be fair. Okay. Because um, I don't remember anything. I think we've done Live and Let Die. We've done Moonraker. Right. We've done... We did. Have we done For Your Eyes Only? We have not done For Your Eyes Only. We've done Moonraker. We did Live and Not Die. We've done Now the Spy Who Loved Me. We did Man with the Golden Gun. Right, right. I remember. We've not done Octopussy. Thank God. We've not done A View to a Kill. We've not done For Your Eyes Only. So maybe just the 80s Bonds are all we have left? Or the okay. 80s the 80s Roger Moore, yeah, I yeah, should yeah. say. Okay. <sighs> um, fucking View to a Kill was like my entry point into Bond. So Roger Moore, theoretically, judging by, like, Doctor Who rules, Roger Moore should be my Bond. So I think I'm the same. I, I feel like my introduction was Roger Moore as well. But yeah, you're right, by Doctor Who. But but I already break that, because my Doctor Who introduction was Christopher Eccleston. He's nobody's Doctor. And I, Well, I understand, but I, he was my introduction, and I was like, eh. I, Tenet had already happened by then. By the time I started watching it, and I was like, oh, I'm going to stick around because I like Billy Piper and I want to see what it means right, to right, right. Uh, to have a new doctor. And then Tenet came and he became my doctor. Are you still watching? I'm not. Okay. And I want to, though, because I stopped during Peter Capaldi. I did, too, but then I caught up on a lot of the Jodie Whittaker. Yeah. See, and I want to watch the Jodie Whittaker stuff. I like her quite a bit. Yeah, I do too, and I thought it was okay. When I look online, apparently it's like the writing is terrible, and they don't know what to do. And I'm just like, I thought they were okay for just like shows of the week. There's not like interesting continuity or whatever the way that there was. I felt with the Matthew Smith years. Yeah. Um, there was like a larger story being told, and yes, too much of it had to do with River Song, which is not an Avatar ride, although <laughs> it should be. Um, I'm not crazy about the title, by the way, The Way of Water. Yeah, it's... I would have settled for Avatar 2. (laughs) But you don't like those... uh, What what would you call them? I I, I feel like you don't love a lot of titles. Is that fair to say? Maybe. I just think The Way of Water is so dumb. Like... (laughs) A, it's like putting way too much emphasis on water. Okay. Like, water better be pretty fucking important in this second Avatar movie. (laughs) And also, the way of... What are we? What are we? we? You swim in it, you drink it. What else is there? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) That's the way of water. Um, But I couldn't be more excited for that movie. Yeah, no, I'm super excited for that movie. Um, there was a title to a movie that you really were. Oh, this one drove me nuts. <laughs> you were really against. Was it? And I remember having this conversation with you and being like, "Why? Why are you? Why are you upset?" <laughs> Much like the Lightyear thing. I don't. Was it? Because I remember having a conversation with you once about the movie Ultraviolet, because the we did. Yeah, because the tag. It wasn't the title. It wasn't like the little subtitle, like Terminator Two Judgment Day. Yeah. Okay. It was Ultraviolet. It was the tagline for the movie. The tagline was "The Blood War yeah, Is On." I totally remember that. And I just you can't. You're like we don't know what that is. You have to make a first movie <laughs> where you introduce the blood right. war. Right. It's going to be a thing, and then in Ultraviolet Two, the blood war is on. Yes. I'm like, I know what that means. <laughs> I'm so excited to see the results of the blood war. 
But you can't just say the blood war is on when that's we don't true. know what the fuck that is. That's true. But it was so it wasn't that. No, it wasn't. It was like a way of the water thing. Okay, it's together. the way of water. Or the way no, of it's water. It's not sorry. the way of the water. The, the shape of the way of water. <laughs> yeah, I'll think of it off. Like, but yeah, it was again, it was another one of those where I was like, I seem very angry. I'm angry all the time. <laughs> I'm angry all the time. Here's the truth. Here's the truth. Not This isn't about me being angry, but this is definitely about me going through what I have recognized to be like a major depressive episode. And I probably should have led with that when I talked about how I didn't really like Doctor Strange and now I'm shitting on The Spy Who Loved Me. Because I, I think I'm the problem. I don't think there's anything wrong with these movies. Well, no, there's a lot wrong with Doctor Strange. And there's a lot wrong with The Spy Who Loved Me also. But I'm being overly harsh on them. I think because of where my head is at. Oh, I understand that. Yeah. yeah. So I apologize. No, no. Because I've definitely watched The Spy Who Loved Me before and thought, hands down, it's the best Roger Moore. Right. And then today I'm like, well, what about Moonraker? <laughs> What about the man with the golden gun? Which I thought I loved, and then we did our podcast on it, and I'm like, this movie is kind of fucking silly. The silliness is fine. It's not just that it's silly. But at least, so again, at least in this movie, we get Barbara Bach to make up for, like, Britt Eklund in that movie, who plays an agent who just, like, wears a bikini and hides in the closet. I know. Doesn't even hide in the closet. He, she, like, gets stuffed in a closet by Bond <laughs> after he comes in his pants. He's like, oh, you have to go now. I'm so embarrassed he can't look at her now. <laughs> so he stuffs her in the closet. Um, Barbara Bach is a much better female character. Yeah, I agree. I basically missed Carolyn Monroe in this movie. Like, she's in it. She's in the credits. Oh, I right. know she's in it, but I, I was watching the whole movie like, which one of these is Carolyn Monroe? I don't even know. She's like the bad guy's henchman. Oh, yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. Right. But I pretty much missed her. <laughs> right. I think in the IMDb trivia, she got... I think it was her. She got, like, stung on the ass and had to continue with the scene. So she is in... Oh, I swear to God, I'm not making this up. She's, like, so in she a just, lot of pain. So she just shoots the two sword fighters? <laughs> right. Exactly. Do, do we ever confirm? What is the real story behind that? I don't know. That's the only story okay. i ever heard. Okay. That makes for a great story. Oh, my God. It's like my favorite. As a kid, I was like, this is the best thing I've ever heard. I would repeat it to everyone. (laughs) Now I'm pretty sure it's bullshit, but uh, I love it. Are you... uh, We can talk about it. I'm totally going off subject. Never mind. No, go ahead. Otherwise, we've got to talk about the spy who loved me. (laughs) Because you brought up making of stories. Are you watching The Offer? I don't have Paramount+. Plus. Okay. How is The Offer? Uh, Again, maybe a little bit like... Um, the new Doctor Strange. I feel like I'm just the target audience, but I'm. Oh, okay. I'm, I've heard bad things, and I'm sure I watching it. I felt like I'm probably in the minority, but uh, I just I love that fucking story so much. It's very. I you know I just read. I was always obsessed with like the making of the Godfather story, and then I just read Leave the Gun, Take the Cannoli about the making of the Godfather, and it's. Is that good? Yeah, it's okay. very good. Okay. And I just, I think the show, well, like three episodes in, but um, I, I don't know a ton of, so it's like, it, much of it, most of it is told from Al Ruddy's point of view. That's Miles Teller. Um, so, I, so I don't know, I guess, a lot of Al Ruddy's point of view, but so much of what we do see does seem to be pretty 
accurate because you don't that, that's again the making of the godfather is such a you don't have to fucking you, you don't have to deviate from what actually happened <laughs> right, it's an right. amazing story okay i don't so, think i know the story that well oh that's so. why it's just it, it, i know like a lot of movies have a similar story but but just again the godfather is this you know amazing work of art and to think like coppola had to fight for every fucking decision right, that you look right. at we look at you know, from here, haven't seen The Godfather, and you're like, yeah, it's a fucking no-brainer that Al Pacino is going to star in it, and Marlon Brando's going to star in it, and it's going to be period, and it's going to be shot in New York, and not St. Louis like they wanted, and, you know, Brando's in it, and the score, and not, that there there's a score, and not pop music, but, like, oh you know, fight for all that stuff, and it's just, I love it. Fight Robert Evans? Uh, not not just not just okay. Robert Evans, but yeah, you know he was. I've heard he that Matthew Good one. is good as Robert Evans. Yeah, yeah, very. Does he speak only in questions? <laughs> You're right. <laughs> that he himself answers. <laughs> right, exactly. Do I want you to shoot in St. Louis? You bet I do. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. It's no, I think it's a lot of fun. All right, Fogler plays. Uh, yeah, that's a. I know you don't love him, but he's, I know. he's a good Coppola. Okay, looks just like him. Okay. Um. Yeah, it's not perfect, but I... All right. No, I don't like when people say that. Um, <laughs> nothing's perfect. Almost nothing is perfect. Right, almost. Almost nothing. Roger Moore is perfect as Bond. Yeah, he is. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is perfect. I'm going back on everything we said this whole <laughs> podcast. I'm realizing now that um, <coughs> one of the last... I feel like one of our last bad iTunes reviews... Not our only bad iTunes reviews, please... One of our bad iTunes reviews was when we did Quantum of Solace, and I'm trying to remember if it was because like I didn't like the movie that much or if because it, we took too long to start talking about it. But I'm thinking now, if this is somebody's first time ever listening because they were wanting a show about the spy who loved me, they are miserable, and I would just like to apologize. I, I'm glad you said that because I had a similar <laughs> thought about five minutes ago, and I was thinking of when... There's a podcast that you and I both love called You Talking You Two to Me yeah. <laughs> with Scott Ackerman and Adam Scott, where it's a it's a podcast about you two, but it's so not there's right. so much of it is not about you two. And right. they spent an episode in that first season reading reviews of people who were tuning in to hear right. a critical podcast on these U two albums and were so <laughs> confused and upset. because um, it takes them a long time to get to it. And yes, I thought of that again, okay. about five minutes ago when I started talking about the offer. <laughs> Did you watch Brave New Worlds on Paramount Plus? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, no, not yet. I'm still. I still started Discovery. Oh, I don't um, think you have. Well, no, you probably do have to because there's I just crossover mean, there. You're, you're right. I'm watching Picard though. Okay. Have you watched Picard? I saw the first season okay, on Blu-ray. We, right. We saw the first season. Did you like the first season? I liked it enough. I. But, there's, I like Star Trek. Like that's that's sort of where I'm at. But I find season hate two the card, hate it. I I certainly do not. Um, but I will say season two. Again, this is a James Bond podcast. <laughs> season two, a few episodes. Compare it to the Spy Who Loved Me. <laughs> like four episodes in, maybe. Yeah. They are. yeah. It's just there's not enough spoilers, but it they go like back in time to like a little bit into our future. It's okay. just, it doesn't feel like a space. I'm watching it. I'm like, I don't know. Do I want my Star Trek in space? Cause it, it, uh, it's one of the things I don't like about this season. It's too, it's not in space. No, they're like on earth and like almost present time. And okay. Right. 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 Um, 
in a forest in Vancouver. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> but I think Patrick Stewart's terrific, and I'm just, yeah, I'm a sucker for it. Like, that first season, with that episode with he and Jonathan Frakes and Marina Sirtis, I'm like, yeah, oh, right, this all right. day. I just liked it, because yeah. then Seven of Nine comes back, and Seven I'm like, nine. yeah, fucking A, yep. Star Trek. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'm not upset watching this. Same with Discovery, and people don't like Discovery, and I've watched only two seasons of Discovery. I, I haven't seen season three. Um, but I like it. I mean, I don't love every choice they make, but by the time they get into season two, I thought it's like pretty interesting, and I'm on board for it. Cool. I, I really want to see it. Just... Really, Strange New Worlds is supposed to be really good. So I'm, Oh, good. Yeah. We're really behind. We did watch Lower Decks. I haven't seen any Lower Decks. Lower Decks is funny. Okay. Um, it's good. Uh, so the spy who loved <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. me. Uh, what else do we want to say about it? I really don't know. I, Rank it among the Roger Moore. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. I wasn't expecting this. Uh, yeah. Again, I feel like it's it, it might be my favorite, but I can't get that enthused because I don't. It's just not. He's. They're just not my favorite Bond movies. It's not my favorite period right. of James Bond. So. And I know, like, the James Bonding guys are Roger Moore guys, right? Yeah, I think so. And Although uh, Myra loves. He's a big Daniel Craig guy, so I don't. Okay. But I'm Gourley not, is... I think Gourley's a... A big Roger I think Moore he's guy. a big Roger Moore guy. And is it the goofiness that he loves? I think so. Because that's a little bit what I'm resistant to, but then in certain movies I'm like, yeah, bring on the goofiness. Right, exactly. And then for some reason in The Spy Who Loved Me, every time it gets goofy, I mean, it, it'll be grounded for a little while, and then it's like the fucking ending where it goes into like the weird March version of Nobody Loves It Better, yeah. like done by a men's <laughs> chorus. Right. What are we doing? Did Tom Aguins direct this movie? <laughs> Is that what I'm to believe? They offered it to Spielberg. For real? Yeah, but decided against him. Oh, wild. Because yeah. he wanted to do, he always wanted to do he James Always Bond wanted movie. to do a Bond, right? Yeah. And oh. he would have made, I guess, Close Encounters instead? Yeah, which is 77. Which is pretty good. Yeah. He did all right. He did all right. He did fine. But yeah, he was one of the people that got offered... Uh, the movie. Kind of wish. Kind of wish they had let him do it. Yeah, that would have been something. Um, yeah, I just there's all these choices in the movie that I find baffling. I don't love Jaws. I don't love Roger Moore. I don't love the villain. I love the cold open. I love I love Barbara Bach. I love the theme song. I like that it's a little more serious because Man with the Golden Gun is super goofy. Right. And they seem to be course correcting. Right. But then in the next movie, they're like, Star Wars is a hit, let's do Moonraker. Like, they were going to yeah. do For Your Eyes Only Yeah, next. right, exactly. And then Star Wars is a big hit, so they do Moonraker. It's like they're so reactionary during this period, and I yes. don't love that. Right, exactly. I agree. And the things you listed off is the things you liked. I agree with, again, I like Jaws more than you do. Um, and again, like, I, I yeah, the I like... Again, like the the Cairo setting, because that's just like production value. Do, 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 I know that. I did not remember that cue. I didn't either so, until I was watching it today, yeah. and I was like, fuck yeah. you. <laughs> I don't know why it made me so mad. No, I, have, I have problems. <laughs> I'm not well. <laughs> I don't really laugh at that. That's not it's fun. okay. No, no, not funny. Avatar, The Way of Water will come out and cure everything. <laughs> the Way of Water. <laughs> uh, which one of these you want to do next? 
What what Brosnans? Do we have any Brosnans? We have Tomorrow Never Dies. I, I think saying, that's maybe it. Tomorrow Never Dies. We have Tomorrow Never Dies. We have License to Kill because we never finished off Dalton. Even though we started with Living Daylights, we've never gone back and finished Dalton. Oh, that might be fun. We've done all the Craigs. Can't do another Craig. No, I'm sorry. I guess not. We literally will never do another Craig. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, yeah, so <laughs> Tomorrow Never Dies. I'd be down for uh, Dalton. Okay, either one. Okay. Either one. Um, Adam Risky was of the belief that Die Another Day was better than Tomorrow Never Dies. By the time this podcast comes out, his column on Die Another Day will have come out, in which he decides, no, it is in fact worse than Tomorrow Never Dies. <laughs> he was texting and me. And I was so relieved was by it. that. Okay. Because, yeah. yeah, he started out being like, I don't know, it's not that bad. <laughs> and then, like, eventually it turned. Once he gets to, like, Diamond Face. <laughs> yeah. Pierce Brosnan constantly jizzing in his pants. <laughs> anyway, thank you guys for listening, Mike. Thanks for doing another oh, Bondcast with me. I'm sorry, and also thank you guys. <laughs> uh, don't know what we're doing next week, but we'll figure it out, and uh, we will talk to you guys then. Oh, jeez. <laughs>